0: Well, the title of my message today is, Let Your Light Shine. Let Your Light Shine. And in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, or actually verse 14 to 16, it says, Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light. Bring out the God colors in the world. And I, I like that, that part where it says, God colors. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that part where it says, "Bring out God's colors in the world." You know, what is, what is, you know, what is your world colored? You know, sometimes we look at children and they're coloring their pages and stuff. And well, why are they using that color? Why are they doing it that way? Well, it's because it's the way they like it. And you know, who are we to pass judgment upon it? Like, uh, if you look at a child's uh, drawing, you don't say, "What is it?" You ask them, "Oh, it's beautiful." tell me about it. <laughs> you know, you allow them to describe what it is to you. Well, in our world around us, we don't. We look at it and we say, God, what colors are this? What's this all about? And we need to reframe that and say, God, what does this mean? How is this part of your plan? How is this part of the world that we live in? And how is this going to bring about your eternal purpose? Rather than, you know, we like to pass judgment and you know we're good at it. You know I like to. I'm I'm good. I'm just as good a critic as the next guy about the world and about the political arena and about what's going on and how things should be done. But really we should be asking God. Well, God, what is this to you? What is how is this in our life? How are we to shine Your light upon this event? And as we think about our path, uh, I always thought you know the light into our path that somehow that there's these lanterns along the way. But in reality, as, we were, as I was praying there, I noticed that the thought was that where I'm at on the path, your light is there. So that even though we can look out into the distance, we know eternity is there awaiting us. But how do we get from here to there? Well, one step at a time, and the word of God will light our path in our lives, as we are serving God, we know where we are stepping. That God is there with us and he is stepping with us. So, here's another way to put it. You're here, be the light. Bring out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this. As public as a city on the hill. If I make your light bearers, if I make you light bearers, And so the, the challenge in all of this is that we are in a world that is lost. And the, the challenge is how do we bring light to the lost so that the lost can come to find Christ. And we, today is the uh, celebration of the 100th anniversary of the Assemblies of God. And they have a, um, a video, but it's 18 minutes, so... It's either listen to me or watch a video for 18 minutes, and there was no vote, because I know you'd want to watch the video, <laughs> it'll be more interesting. But anyhow, it's 100 years, and 100 years, and they started out, I believe, with 42 people. The <laughs> denomination started out with 42 people, and from that has grown to be the second largest denomination in the world in 100 years. And what we attribute all of this to is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's work upon our lives to evangelize the world. And last week, with David being here in the work in El Salvador, the person that he is, you know, Ron Bueno, his father was a missionary to to El Salvador and started out the Latin American child care of supporting children to go to school. And I remember when we started that, help here, supporting them. And little did I know that my son, our son, would be involved with that same program or the descendants of that man who started that program. And our our missions groups have been about sending and presenting the, presenting the message of Jesus Christ around the world. And we have missionaries, and, uh, again, around the world serving, and I don't know the exact number of adherents, there are people that are in church on a Sunday morning, but it is astronomical that it could take off in such a, you know, with 42 people to end up being the second largest in the world. So we need to recognize that God has a purpose for our life and that our light is to shine and that the world is full of lost people. The average person in the world today without faith and without God and without hope is engaged in a desperate personal search through their lifetime. They are looking for something, and they don't have an answer. <laughs> I spoke with a a spouse not too long ago, and their spouse, you know, I'm not saying man or woman. So, the, I spoke with one individual, and their spouse was in critical care for I think 19 days on a respirator. Didn't know if they were going to live or die. They came off the respirator and spent another three weeks in the hospital, recovered, and then went home. And then on being at home, they're continuing to recover, and things are going well. And so I spoke to them. I said, well, you know, we, we, we have our security in knowing that Jesus Christ is our Savior and that we, we can go to heaven, you know, that when life is over, heaven is our home. And the person I was speaking to hung their head and said, no not my family, they're going to sell ice in heaven, in hell. (laughs) They're planning on running an ice business in hell because they think they'll be profitable there. And, you know, it's like, what? And I said, well, you know what? Have me talk to them. I'll talk to them for you. And we can discuss some of the issues of heaven and of life and of hell and of life. And we find that people who are lost are really lost. They have no no direction for their path. They have no light on their path. They have no way, no sense of direction as which way is up, which way is out of this world, which way is peace. And you see, we sing about it. We sing. The song that we had up there, just the little, you know, Jesus, your name is like honey. You're, you know, just the, the word is the light to our path. We sing these things and sometimes it just doesn't sink in. All that we are implying and all that we are putting into our life. Without God, we are lost. Lost. We don't have life, we have an existence. Without God. Christ, we don't have an eternal home in heaven. We are separated for God for an eternity. We are lost. And you see, our challenge is that we recognize not only does God know us, he loves us. Not only does God know where you're at, he's planned to be there with you. And whenever we face our temptations, when we face our difficulties, his word Lights up our lives, see. Well, lights us up because we have hope. So this is why. Let your light so shine before men. And you see, if you know that you have a light, you'll you'll shine it in the darkness. Don't like to walk around in the dark. <laughs> Maybe some of you do. I don't know. Do you like to walk around dark? You ever been caving? Anybody ever been caving? You want to talk about darkness? <laughs> Uh, whenever I was in college, uh, we used to, in, in West Virginia, we'd go spelunking. You know, I'd look that one up. Anyhow, we'd go spelunking. And, you know, we had lights and on our helmets, and we'd go through the caves. And, of course, you get back into these caves. And, and for me, I got lost once or twice, and it was a scary thing. Because the guy, the guy that we got lost from, he sat down. We're the last place he'd seen us. And about 20 minutes later, we come across him. And he said, well, that took you a long time, didn't it? He says, usually it takes people a little less time than that to find me. He said, people always walk in circles. So he stayed where he last saw us, and we came back to him eventually. In our life, I liken it to when the children of Israel came to the promised land. God said, go and take the land. And what happened? Oh, we can't do that. The word of God came to their life and said, this land is the land of promise for you. And they came right to the land and they said, we can't do that, there's giants in the land, there's problems in the land. They refused to allow the light that was shining on their path. They refused to follow it. So what did they do? They took a trip, a 40-year trip. And they come back to the very same spot, and God says, go take the land. And they had a bright idea. Yeah, we'll do that. In our lives, we're, we do that. We take, we take a trip. You know, and if you don't conquer, if we don't deal with the problems in our life, God has a way of bringing them back up again because it's not about getting to heaven it's not about me being perfect or you being perfect. It's about allowing the God the Word of God to shine upon our path that we can be victorious over these things in our life. And the more we are victorious over them, the greater the victory is in our own life and the realization that God is there helping us along the way. A sad commentary on all those that are on those who are lost, they're living on borrowed time. They're living on borrowed strength. And everybody knows we're all going to die. But, not today. So therefore, we put it off. And so we put the decisions off. We put the the things off until another time. And really, the light of grace and the light of God's mercy shine upon our life. And whether I live or whether I die, I belong to God. And one of the challenges for our life is we need to take care of eternity. Okay? We need to take care of eternity. Should the unexpected happen today that we don't We know this body stops functioning. I'm safe for an eternity because I'm not lost in this life. I know who I belong to and I know who loves me and has forgiven me. So in this forgiveness, I'm safe for an eternity. Now, being safe in eternity, I come back to today. If I'm safe for tomorrow, I'm safe for today. God is going to take care of me when I show up at the gates and he's going to take care of me now. So God's care is upon my life. And, you know, in a few weeks, kids are going to be going back to school. Teachers are going back to school. Right, Glenda? Yes, big smile coming on you. Yeah, teachers going back to school. And we're ready to go to school. Right, Zach? Nah. I was asking the other one. No, I'm ready to go back. The idea is that Even whenever we're in school, God can be preparing our path. The light of God can be upon our path to help us, to direct us in our studies and the things that we should know. I used to pray that all the time. God, help me to know what to study so I can know what's on the test. (laughs) And God, help me to know what's important in the material that I'm reading. What's important? Because some of it's just filler and some of it's important. How do I know the important things? You know, whenever I was in college, I would highlight my books. I'm a great highlighter, okay? Well, I gave those books to Rhonda and her friends, and they aced all the tests. They didn't study. They only studied what I highlighted. I didn't get an A on the test, but they did. <laughs> and my roommates, would, they, would, they would study my books because they knew that I would highlight what was important. And I could, you know, and I would be able to do that, but I just couldn't recall those things. But anyhow, but the idea is God will help us to know what is important. What it is that, what is it that I need to know that will help me take my next step? That's the path that we're on. And the people who are lost, they need to know Jesus. Our responsibility is to allow the light of Christ to shine on our life that it reflects into theirs. You know what, sometimes people don't want the light. But it doesn't mean we have to turn it off. It doesn't mean we have to drive them away. Here, let me shine this in your eyes. You know, we were talking, uh, Anne, Rhonda's niece, those two are right out of the same genetic pool, okay? Because Anne and uh, Roy, her husband and I were talking, and and, uh, Anne does the same thing as Rhonda. You know, they're looking at their iPhones, you know, and they see something, and Rondo will go, oh, look at this. I'm driving. Look at this. She shove it right here. Look at this. I, I, I can't see this, you know. You know, it's in my face. <laughs> Hold it further away, but I'm driving, you know. Oh, look at this. <laughs> well, Anne does the same thing to Roy. Okay, so it's a genetic thing. <laughs> our light that we shine in people's lives is not, here, look at this. <laughs> you know, shove it in our eyes. <laughs> it's a light unto our path. And that the person who dies without Christ is lost. So if they're lost at the end of their life, they're lost here. And I never thought of it this way, but the lost have squandered a rare fortune. You see, our life, your life is worth a fortune. Your life is worth a fortune. Think about that. And this is God talking, not me. Your life is worth a fortune because God gave himself and he was the only worthy sacrifice for the fortune of your soul of your life. The fortune of what you are worth could only be paid by something of equal or greater value. Jesus came to us to be like us so that we could become like him. And when we are lost, we are squandering a fortune because at the end of life, only what is done for Christ will last. And you see, (coughs) I was, you know, when when David Michael was in high school and college, you know, God, what are you going to do with him? You know? (laughs) It really was, you know? He was a great kid. He was a great person. Had no sense of direction. (laughs) Only downhill, skiing, (laughs) downhill, racing, you know, down, as fast as you could go, that's where he wanted to go. And even in college, I never, I I didn't know about this, but they have downhill mountain bike racing. You know what downhill mountain bike racing is? You get up at the top of a ski slope and you race to the bottom of the hill. Turns and stuff and sliding and jumping and... Yeah, David. Downhill mountain bike. David, where'd you get the bike? Oh, I borrowed it. (laughs) You know, so, and I, God, what are you going to do with this kid? You know, February, where are you? Oh, I'm at, uh, I'm at Beaver Creek. Don't you, aren't you supposed to be in class? Skiing. Don't you have to be in class? Oh, it's okay, Dad. I got this one. (laughs) Well, where are you sleeping? Oh, I'm sleeping in a car. It's 10 below zero. You're sleeping in a car. Yeah, we got a sleeping bag. There's a couple of us. (laughs) God, what are you going to do with this kid? But yet, all along the way, God had a plan and a purpose, and everything that he wanted to do and started to take in college and didn't finish, he quit because he didn't like it. It's exactly what he's doing in El Salvador, and it's all there. You could not have planned if you sat down and said, This is where you're going to end up, this is what you have to do to get there. You couldn't have planned that any better. Your life is so valuable, God has a plan for you every step of the way. And even if you don't know where you're going, God does, and we are not lost. Even whenever we don't know where we're going, we're not lost because God is with us. His light is shining on our path. And when God's light is shining on our path, we're on the right path, we're going in the right direction, and God will help us right where we're at. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> Even if it's cheerleading, <laughs> football. What are you playing? You play anything? What? Soccer. Even if it's soccer. Even if. But those, all those things will come and go. But the most important thing to God is what's in your head and in your heart. What's <sighs> in your head and your heart? Watch your hand in your head and your heart to see God is using these things, using your thoughts and using your talents and using your abilities. We're not lost. We're not squandering a fortune. We're building a fortune. Because (laughs) greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That's the light on your path. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That's a light on your path. It's impossible. I can never do this. It's a light on your path. With God, all things are possible. It hasn't even begun to enter into the hearts and minds of the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Wow, this is a really new experience. Where's it taking me? <laughs> That's the light, of God's, the light of God's word shining on your path. And we're not lost. <laughs> it's like, uh, you ever drive with someone who never asks directions? I have a Garmin, so I don't do that. But anyhow... <laughs> You ever, you know, my, my uh, um, Rhonda's mom, she drove and Rhonda's dad never drove. So she would drive him everywhere and he would always want to go different routes and stuff. And, and she would say, well, where is this? I don't know. I've never been on this. You were lost. No, I've just never been on this road before. You know? <laughs> so some people are like that. I just, I've never been on this road before, so therefore I'm not lost. It's going to come out somewhere. And so the challenge is. That there is a call upon our life. There are people who are lost. And then, Lord said unto Adam, called unto Adam and said unto him, Where are you? The call of God is upon us to, to bring the attention to ourselves. Where are you? Adam and Eve were hiding. You can't hide from God. You can't hide from yourself. You can't hide from who you are as a person. You can't hide, and God doesn't want you to hide because who you are is what He made you, and what He made you is perfect. It is perfectly suited for you. You see, you're you're not like anybody else, and that's good. You're not like anybody else. You're not like your brothers and sisters, and your parents and your grandparents. You may look like them, (laughs) you may act like them, but you're not them. God has a purpose. He has a plan. He made you perfect, perfectly suited for who you are to be. And he has a path perfectly suited for your life. So people who are lost squander an entire life, never knowing where they're at and ending up (laughs) trying to sell ice in hell. (laughs) You know, time to take the franchise with them. God calls us by name, and then he challenges us. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him, love. You see, God knew who you are, who you were, where you'll be, This one of the challenges that uh, it's hard for us to to understand is that God has all knowledge. God has all knowledge. He doesn't remember the past. God doesn't see into the future. He has all knowledge. He knows before the world was ever created, he knew you'd be sitting here today. So how can you be lost? (laughs) If God knew where you were at and you're lined up with God, God's in your heart, his word is going to shine upon your path because God knows where you're going to be tomorrow. And God wants to give us the direction of his word to take us to our tomorrows because eventually our tomorrows are going to end up at heaven's gate. And whenever we end up at heaven's gate, we're gonna, God, we want God to say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. So if we want God to tell us, Well done, we need to look at the path and allow his word to shine upon our path today. And that God will help you. He will help us be the best person we possibly can be right here, right now. And the more we focus on that, the better we're going to be tomorrow, because we're not in this for ourselves. we're in this for God. And God's blessing will be upon our life. And what God blesses, it multiplies. You know, in life, we sometimes we say life doesn't add up. With God, it doesn't add up. It multiplies. It multiplies. it multiplies. multiplies. You know, one grain of corn can produce two ears of corn. We have to bring those in, Cliff. <laughs> yeah. Throw them up here in the harvest. One grain of oats can produce a whole, what is it? A head of oats with all the oats inside and wheat. One grain. Your life multiplies. Don't look for things to add up. Allow God to multiply the value. Allow God to work upon the value and the planting and the harvesting. Let your light so shine that those who are in darkness can know there is a light, there is a way, there is a path. And God is the one who's taking you. And then in 1 Samuel 16, But the Lord said to Samuel, Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I have refused him. He's talking about the brothers of David. For the Lord does not see as a man sees. For man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. You see, you don't have to have all of the abilities and all the talents. What's in your heart makes you different than everybody else. And if you have the heart If you've got your heart in it, you know, if you're going to put your heart and soul into it, if you're going to put your heart into it, I'm going to do this, I'm going to accomplish this, it's going to work in my life, there is a heartfelt encouragement, there is a heartfelt um, push that allows us to go from where we are to where we need to be. And it is that heartfelt desire that will make you more than you could ever imagine. Because when we have a heart, when our heart is in it, It changes everything because it's the heart of a man that makes the difference. It isn't the talents. They say that all the time about sports, especially with football and basketball and baseball and all that stuff. You can have somebody who has the talents and the abilities, but they don't have the heart for it. They'll never make it. But you can take someone who doesn't have the abilities and doesn't have the talents, but has a heart that won't let them quit. They're the person that you want. They're the person that's going to succeed. Whether it's on the field or whether it's in business or whether it's with their family, it's the heart of what matters. If you've got the heart for it, it changes everything. And God says, don't look at your abilities, don't look at your talents, don't look at what this. But if you have the heart for it, God will change. He will move mountains for people who have a heart and have a desire to overcome and to be victorious, to be more than a conqueror. If you have a heart for it, God will change (laughs) the hearts of men. Because you have allowed the light of God to shine outward from your life to make a difference for them. Because if you have a heart, a passion, a desire, God can make everything new. God can change everything. You see, those who are lost squander their heart's desire those who are lost don't have a light for their path. Those who are lost have no sense of direction. But those who know Jesus know that they are safe in God's hands. Know that God has a plan for their life. Long before they were ever born, God had a plan for you. God has a call. A call for your life. He has a call that touches your heart. And when we respond to that call, we're saying, Jesus, I don't understand, but I trust you. I will do my best at what you give me I will do my best at what is before me. I will change my God. I want you to change my attitude. I want you to change my thoughts. God, I want you to give me the strength to do Your will. I want you, O oh God, to help me become the person you want me to be. God, help me to do this. It's not a matter of will. It's a matter of spirit. It's not. We are. We are a. We are a spiritual being having a physical experience. (laughs) We are a spiritual being having a physical experience. The Spirit of God is alive in us, and that same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the same Spirit that abides within each of us. It's that Spirit that that helped Peter preach on the day of Pentecost. It's that same Spirit that changed Paul and went from uh, Saul of Tarsus to Paul, who began to preach the gospel to the lost. It's that same spirit that rose, Christ, that raised Christ from the dead. And that's the, that's the spirit that's inside of us. That's the spirit of life. The spirit of light. The spirit of love. Spirit that heals our brokenness. Heals our wounds. Gives us strength for today. Gives us direction for the path. In every moment of every day. I am safe in eternity, I am safe in this moment, and nothing can ever separate me from the love of God. So in this moment, God, let your light shine upon my path as I take my next step, as I go to work, as I go to school, as I go about my daily business, my daily work, my daily activities. God, let your light so shine that I can take the steps you have for me. And God, that light will touch the lives of others. Shall we stand? (laughs) The last scripture that I want to read is Genesis 50, 19. Joseph replied, this is after his brothers sold him as a slave. You know if you ever want to read a life about a life that gets all mixed up and is messed up and couldn't possibly be, he had a dream. One day his brothers and everybody would bow down to him. He didn't know how what it meant. But his brothers, they couldn't take that. So they tried to destroy the dream by destroying him. Sold him as a slave. Well, we know the story. Joseph does his best, rises to the top of leadership in Potiphar's house, is betrayed, falls into the pit of despair, thrown in prison, rises to the uh, top of being a leader in prison, um, tells the interpretation of dreams, and guess what? Forgotten again. But finally, Pharaoh has a dream. Joseph interprets it. He becomes second in command of Egypt. He had a path. God had a plan. He wanted the light of God's plan, the light of God's word, the light of God's hope in his heart shine upon his path. Took him to second in command of Egypt. And his brothers came, (laughs) the ones who sold him into Egypt. Don't be afraid, he told his brothers. Do I act for God? Don't you see? You planned evil against me, but God used those same plans for my good. Never allow the plans of others to become your plans. Whether they are good or evil, your plans are directed by God. And whether they mean it for evil, mean it for good, doesn't matter. God has a plan for your life. Amen? Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for your word, O God, that shines upon our hearts and our lives. God, we thank you for the courage that you give us. We thank you for the renewal of strength that you give us. Thank you for the healing virtue that flows through us. Thank you, O God, for the light of Jesus Christ that shines upon our path. We ask your blessing on our lives. We ask you, O God, to abundantly bless us multiply your blessing into our lives that we will be good stewards of our time, our talents, of our days, our moments. And you, O oh God, will reap a harvest. And God, you'll continue to pour out blessing upon us, upon blessing, upon blessing. And these things we pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. God bless you. Hug somebody. Tell them you want to multiply. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe don't do that. Yeah, don't do that.